Yeah, my name is Harold Erickson. I was born in San Pedro, California in 1925. I met Harold at Utro's. It's a longshore hangout in San Pedro near the old fishing docks. Like a lot of people born in Pedro, he became a longshoreman and spent 22 years at Matson Navigation as a crane operator. And uh, I retired in uh, 1989. So I've been retired for, what, 25 years? Just about. He said before he was a crane operator, he did a lot of hard, manual labor. See, we had a, in the waterfront, we had a five-year rule. You had to spend five years when you came in the union and worked down the hole. Those are the least desirable jobs, okay? One of those undesirable jobs was working the steel dock, unloading steel I-beams from the hold of a ship. And a steel job, usually the steel is almost invariably down at the very bottom of the ship because of the weight factor and the stability of the ship. Maybe because it was a hot day, or maybe because we had a few beers together, Harold told me a story about a miracle he experienced at the steel dock. A miracle on a hot day over 30 years ago. It was in the lee of the uh, San Pedro Hill. We get a sea breeze in the afternoon in the summer, but that part of Terminal Island can get pretty hot. Well, it was a hot day. And the hole is deep. You're, you know, you're down about 40 or 50 feet. You descend by a vertical ladder. And uh, it's a difficult climb. Once in a while, you'd get a guy that uh, was fear of, of heights. And you'd see him freeze on that ladder. He couldn't go down the ladder. And uh, nobody ever looked down on him for it. If they felt that way, that was it. But anyway, yeah, down I went. And uh, in the afternoon, we're discharging the steel. And I, I'm watching the beams go out. When the load's going out, you're aware that uh, if something happens, it could be pretty deadly. So you keep your eye on the cargo. I was intent on watching that load to see that something didn't happen. The little flakes of rust were sliding down the beams. They were bluish and gold, and they were pretty, and they were like uh, bluish and gold snowflakes cascading out in a little pretty, like something like the firefall at Yosemite, if you've ever seen them push the ashes over the cliff like they used to do. So I was looking at that and thinking how pretty it was and probably how unhealthy it was for me to be breathing that, and, and uh, it was hot and un, uncomfortable and dirty, and uh, wishing I had, uh, was up on deck driving those winches rather than doing what I was doing down there. And I probably looked a little despondent. When all of a sudden, a friend of mine appeared next to me and offered me this, this drink. He had a funny little grin. He said, you looked hot and tired, and I thought you might enjoy this. And then he went scurrying back up the ladder. The thing that caught me was the cherry. When I spotted the, the cherry, I realized this thing's a Manhattan. I did divert my eyes to that, I have to admit. <laughs> well, I'm a beer drinker, and I don't drink mixed drinks, but under the circumstances, I threw that little rule aside and I drank it. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, Jesus, this is unbelievable. Here I am with a martini, not a martini, but a Manhattan with a cherry in it, just watching the steel beams go out of the hatch. <laughs>
It's the kind of moment that doesn't happen on the waterfront anymore. Drinking is frowned upon, especially drinking on the job. But back then, the waterfront was a wilder place. Two friends could share a drink and laugh about it. No big deal. I couldn't figure out how in the world he ever got that thing down the ladder. He wasn't working in that hatch. He didn't have a bottle with him or anything. He had a, a almost a constant little grin. He had an elfin attitude about him. He had a lisp, and the general opinion was that he was gay. And that that was not muted about. It was just nothing. It was just, it was accepted and no big deal. By saying no big deal, I mean it was no big deal. Nobody talked about it that I knew of. I always was sort of proud of the fact that, you know, that Longshoreman had that attitude towards this guy. Surprising to me a little bit because I think of the waterfront as so macho, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, but I, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, you know, we had varied backgrounds, and I think uh, the fact that this guy was a little, was probably gay, and it, it was just considered, uh, it was considered, um, the ethos or the, uh, the, 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 the culture of the waterfront, you, you know, it was sort of like the Foreign Legion. A lot of people had backgrounds that might not be too savory, you know. You don't attack somebody for their misdeeds and background. And when he passed away, he had a big gathering at a cemetery right up here in Green Hills. I still to this day can't understand how he did it. Unless he had it in a little bag and he held it in his teeth or something, I don't know. And I, did, I thought it would be uh, rude to ask him how. It was just that he accepted it happened. Accepted it as one of those miracles that occur now and then. <laughs> did it taste good? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it did. 